What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number seven of the VIP Gaming Podcast. My name is Vinny Champa, and with me is the illustrious Michael Goss. How are you? Doing pretty well. How are you doing, Vinny? I'm just doing fan-fucking-tastic. And for the very first time, our new permanent addition to the VIP Gaming Podcast, until he dumps us at the wayside, that'll happen eventually, maybe, <laughs> is Jason Patnot. How you doing, dude? Good. How are you, man? Dude, I am chilling, man. How, how's it going? How, how's the video game life going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, you know, there's yeah. some solid games that just came out. Really excited to get into all of them. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what they have to offer. So... For people that don't know you, first off, I know you because we went to karate together when we were like I don't know ten. We yeah. got our black belts together. That was a that was a good time. Mm-hmm. That was goddamn dude. That was literally like two thousand eight. Yeah, it was so long ago. Yeah, I was eleven, I believe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah, those are some times. Um. But yeah, so he 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 is a good friend of mine. We've been talking, been playing games for all these years since. And uh, even I don't know this. How did you like get into games? Um, well, I have an old- like. What console did you start yeah, with? And then yeah. like you know. Well, I have an older brother, older sister. So my brother was kind of into gaming. So was my sister. So you know, it's something that I was growing up with, where they would have video game consoles around, playing them all the time. And um, so that's kind of what got me into it. Is just while growing up, I I loved games um started off uh i know that we had a nes um, yeah but i was a little too young to remember it my first real console was uh n64 um i was playing a lot of uh super mario 64 um super smash those were some great games then you know pretty much every console that came out after that i ended up uh getting so nice I'm throwing him on the spot. I haven't even warned him about this one. What's your favorite game of all time? Oh, so far. That really is putting me on the spot. It sure um, is. I this question like last week or the week before, and it was a terrible question. So hard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's a lot out there. Um, How about favorite childhood game? Favorite childhood game would probably be Ratchet and Clank on the PS2. Huh. Uh, that's, I'd say, was the first game that I could really uh you know get into really kind of know what i was doing uh it wasn't yeah. super complicated but it was still really fun i feel like i missed so much shit from then 64 you know i know that wasn't n64 yep. but like i didn't really grow up with an n64 so i feel like i missed a shit ton but fortunately oh I was, well fortunately i got to grow up with one and uh my cousins had one and yeah. we would just play that all the time yeah, see, I think that's the cool thing for you guys, too, is that, like, Jason in particular, I, I was super jealous of him all the time because he's got a brother and sister who are both super into gaming. So, like, any game that's, like, fun, super local co-op, they could just be like, yeah, we got three out of the four people already because most local games are mm-hmm. four players. So I always love going over your house playing, like, you know, Mario Party and shit. Yeah, that's always fun. That was fun. But here's Jason. He's staying with us. I'm not letting him leave. <laughs> he's stuck here. But... We're going to keep going. Good old rigmarole of every episode. We're going to talk about the news. We got some PlayStation 5 controller news. Phil Spencer talking about next gen. We got some Google Stadia and how greatly it's doing right now. <laughs> got some Modern Warfare news. Saints Row, maybe, possibly. New Half-Life 3, question mark. And then Game Awards. And then also, <laughs> once we're done that, we're going to be doing some games we've been playing this week. 
We'll do some questions from our lovely listeners, starting off with the Coleslaw Chronicle, as we do every week. Cheap free green, cheap free games this week, and uh, some big game updates that are coming out this week as well, which are not many at all, but we will get there. First, we're going to start with the news. And to start, we've got, there has been a new patent that came out for the PlayStation 5 controller, which it looks very similar. <laughs> It looks nearly identical to the original uh, or, you know, the PS4 controller. But I, I wish there was a way I could, like, show you guys this. Um, but so the body of the controller kind of from IGN, they were talking about. So the body of the controller kind of looks a little bit bigger and rounded out more like the Xbox One controller. I like that a lot because my hands are small and I like my big controllers, big and firm and chunky. You know what I mean? <laughs> You got you got to love those controllers, big and chunky. You know. Yeah. Do you like your controllers big and chunky, Michael? Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. see, I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, it was funny. But so you got you got that for your ex, uh, your PlayStation Five controller. It seems like they took away the light bar. Does that upset either of you at all? Um, not really. I thought it was kind of cool that it interacted with the game, but. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I know. I believe in last the Last of Us the remake. They uh, made it so that if you were in a situation where you know you had enemies trying to kill you, that uh, it would turn red. Uh, yeah, I think it was like if your health was low. Or oh, yeah, something. I think it was health. Yep. Um, so I thought that was cool, um, but I'm not too upset about them taking it out. And I remember Michael talking about it in GTA, right? We're like, oh wait, no, that was the speaker, which we'll get to. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I like. I feel like it was cool when they implemented it but I feel like most games didn't. And I mean, to be fair, I don't play many PlayStation games because PC baby, oh, but they might, I mean, they might still have the light that goes across the pad. Cause there was two there. Yeah. They have that it could be light on the pad. And then they had the one, the, the big light bar on the back. I feel like they're doing this because one, I feel like a lot of people bitched about it. Like the DualShock four dying kind of quickly. And I don't know how accurate that is, but I know a lot of people bitch about it. And I feel like also when you're playing at night and you, you got this giant ass blue bar just on your screen and you're like, all right, all right, come on, just let me turn it off. And I don't know why they didn't give that option, but I wish, but, I wish they gave, gave an option. That yeah. That would make sense. Either turn it off or that you could customize the color that was on it. Yeah. That would have been cool, but I don't know. Light bar's gone. Maybe. I mean, to be fair, this is a patent, so we don't know if this is official, but it seems pretty legit. It, it, it could be, you know, one of PlayStation's things where, you know, I mean, they did patent all the way up to PS10, so. that That is true. Right. They did trademark all the way. <laughs> PS10 coming out next year, you know? I'm excited yeah, for it. Yeah, they're going to pull an Apple and skip all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're so fucking dumb. Um, they're adding a USB-C to the uh, DualShock 5. Yeah, DualShock 5. I'm excited for that. USB-C is amazing. Everything should be USB-C. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's so good. Charges everything so quickly. Keeps it lasting longer. And that's pretty much it. Although, I did want to touch on that they are keeping the speaker for the controller, which I think is kind of weird. Do you guys like that? I don't know. I mean, I like that they're keeping it, but they better be us utilizing it because of that. That's the thing, because I feel like they didn't, right? They, not as they much. I feel like yeah. I feel like they they might have a little bit. I know Death Stranding, which I've been playing recently, they use it. Oh. You know, so they they use it probably not to its fullest potential, but it has been rocking really your baby to sleep. Yes, exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. Mm. BB, 
Rocking the BB. BB. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I forgot. It is BB, not baby. God damn, you're right. I forgot. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I think it's cool when they utilize it. Like Michael said earlier, and you just said in Death Stranding. Michael said in a previous episode that it works in GTA, and like you know, you hear the cops calling in on your speaker, and I was like, that's cool. Yeah, but mm, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I I, I don't know. I think it's fine. I don't know how much battery power that fucks up. I, I doubt much, but like Mike Michael said, I hope they uh, utilize it more. I also just spit all over my microphone. It was delicious. Um, you didn't even have to say it because nobody saw it. But I, I know, but now they hear it, you know? <laughs> they just heard the spittle hit landing on my microphone, you know? <laughs> God damn it. This is going off the rails. All right. Next story. That, that That's pretty much it. DualShock 5 is going to happen. I'm happy that it looks more like a Xbox controller, though. So I'm an Xbox fan. All they need now is staggered sticks, and I'll be even happier. But <laughs> that won't happen. Imagine? That, that would be funny I'm, as fuck. You know that how would upset be people would be? It <laughs> <laughs> would be pretty funny. They're just like, hey, guys, we're just going to, you know, instead of getting, you know, instead of having, like, the square triangle, we're just going to do A, B, X, Y, you know? Might as well. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Might as well. Anyways. Next story, Phil Spencer, president of Xbox, says Xbox will continue their Microsoft Play Anywhere initiative. And for those of you who don't know what this is, basically this is a thing where between Xbox and PC, you got this thing where, so say next year Halo Infinite comes out, I'll be able to buy Halo Infinite digitally. If I do so, I will own it not only on Xbox, but I'll also own it on PC, and I won't have to buy it again, which is fucking dope. Um, Xbox head Phil Spencer has said to Microsoft that it aims to support its Play Anywhere scheme and the next generation, allowing both cross-play, cross-buy, cross-saves, and achievements across Xbox One, Xbox Scarlet, and Windows PC platforms, which is fucking phenomenal. I love it. I think that it's great that they... I mean, I think we all kind of knew this, right? Like, that they were going to keep doing it. I I feel like if they took it away, they would be like... It would be shitty. Mm-hmm. Like I said, but. like I said last week, they have this resource that they can be using and that they really haven't been using a lot of until they started doing this where you buy games for Xbox and then you can transfer them to uh, yeah. PC if you buy them digitally. I feel like and I th- that's such a good idea. Like utilize having the computer in your arsenal. Like you're not using everything. Like I've said before, like I feel like they definitely took a back seat this generation mm-hmm. with, you know, they came out of the gate shittily. Yep. Sony capitalized on that. <laughs> Jason's laugh. Why are you laughing, Jason? I, I listened to your earlier podcast where you're talking about this and I was agreeing with everything where, you know, I got the Xbox right out of the gate. I don't, I believe that uh, the only way that we could communicate is through Skype because the, it was X, the Xbox party chat which in the 360 was crucial um did not work and uh you know there are bugs i know i believe yours got bricked uh right off the bat literally day not even i couldn't even play anything i turned it on and it just didn't work so i agree with the backseat uh stance on that which and i think they came out of the gate like i said they came out shittily first year or two was not great i don't think they had many great exclusives this generation they had some i think the best ones that came out were a year about a year or two ago Mm -hmm. um like i mean sunset overdrive i know michael loved it 
yeah. but it definitely wasn't a success, you know, globally. No, it wasn't a or big, anything. It, unfortunately, it wasn't a big game. It was very fun, and it was yeah. just a goofy game, and it was fun to play. Um, it re- honestly, it reminds me of Borderlands a little bit. Just a, yeah, yeah, I could see that, just, like in style, stylized way. Style wise, um, I feel like there's a bit more like um. Um, it's got that kind of humor. Yeah, yeah, it does. And the drawing style was very similar, I felt. But right, um, underrated game, I think. But yeah, so they came out of the gate not great. But I think having Sony capitalize everything, you know, my dog's going to town over there. I apologize. <laughs> um, but you know, they came out of the gate not great. Sony capitalized on that, and I feel like what they've been doing for like the past like three or four years is they've just kind of been building and building for next generation Xbox. And I mean, when they have game pass where this is going to be the first time where a next gen console comes out and you're going to have an instant for, for consoles, obviously this works on PC, but for consoles, this is going to be the first time where you're going to get an Xbox Scarlet and you're already going to have 200 plus games. Cause you have game pass, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you, you don't need to, even if you just wanted to get the upgraded graphics and resolution, get a 4K, whatever, and you didn't buy a single brand new game when Scarlet comes out, like you already have access to so many more games than you've ever been able to before. Right. And I just think it's really cool to see them building this brand right now. And even with XO19 last week, like they they talked about all of the new shit coming out this year. They pretty much put a stamp on things. They were like, "All right, this is how we're ending the Xbox One's life cycle." And it's not it's not like they're it's not like they're pulling any punches. I mean, there's nothing phenomenal, but it doesn't seem like they're like, "We're just not going to release anything for a year mm-hmm. because why would we?" You know. But yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think that they uh, are kind of accepting uh, what the console's done uh, since release. You know, like you were saying, it hasn't been that great compared to Sony. And I think that they're just really looking forward to the future console of Scarlet. And, um, you know, having the uh, game saves, same the same uh, games on PC and Xbox, they're really just looking towards that more. I mean, and that's super fucking sick of them, too. Like, not only for, like, con- that's not only consumer-friendly, but they just tapped into an entire new market of gamers right so like they're practically doubling their user base just by putting all these games on pc and before they started off by doing this i don't remember what the first game on pc was they put out but they started off only selling it on the windows store and everyone's uh, pc people are like i don't fucking like the windows store it sucks it's not great you know and then they're like okay fine we'll put everything on steam (laughs) and like they just keep doing consumer friendly shit i mean halo fucking reach Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, Reach, it's all coming to Steam. And I don't think anyone ever expected that to happen. Gears 5 is on there. Like, if you asked me that 10 years ago, I'd have been like, you're fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. There's no chance in hell that's going to happen. Right. But it's super cool to see. They they took the L this gen, and then they're like, you know, okay, how do we work on it, and how do we get better? Yeah, And I think they're killing it. They This, this final year, they're like, yep, whatever, taking the L. We're just going to focus on what's next. I think, too, it's really good for business for them because now me, you know, owning a PC, I 
would rather have an Xbox than a PlayStation because now I can kind of link them together. And, um, you know, if I have a console that I can connect with the um, PC with, I'll take it anywhere I go. You know, if I go on vacation or something like that, you know, I can take the Xbox and still have that same uh, stuff that I have on the PC. So I think for them, it's a really good marketing strategy. Yeah, that's a great point too, and especially with XCloud coming out. Too. They the, the thing is, they got all this shit going around, and you're like, "This thing's cool, and this thing's cool, and this thing's <laughs> yeah. cool," and then you're like, "Whoa, shit! This all works together. It's amazing." You got XCloud, you got the Play Anywhere shit. Like literally, they're trying to sell you not on a system. I think they're just trying to sell you on the ecosystem mm-hmm. of Xbox, and they're like, "Just join us, dude. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no fucking limitations, especially when Sex Cloud comes out." Like Michael and I said last week, there literally will be, you don't need an Xbox. You don't need a PC. All you need is a fucking phone. Or if you want, if you want to play on PC, probably a, a browser. Mm-hmm. That's how Stadia is doing it. Perfect segue to Stadia <laughs> and how great it's doing right now. People are just loving it. Are they or though? Not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Maybe we're not Google are loving it. They might not even <laughs> yeah, be, right? but who knows? We're going to only talk about this briefly, but Google Stadia came out last week, I believe on the 19th, I believe. And uh, it's been getting, I mean, it's not great reviews, but it's not like, it's not like it's dog shit reviews either. You know, Um, people have been talking about it. The latency is not as bad as people thought it was going to be. So that's a good thing. Obviously, if you're doing game streaming, you don't want latency because that would be shitty. And then you wouldn't really be able to play the games. People say that the graphics look okay they're not nearly as good as like you know if you play on an xbox one x or a pc obviously pc but you know that it from what i was reading earlier that what they do is they capture everything in 1080p and then they upscale it to 4k so like if you're comparing that between an xbox one x and a, an xbox one x that natively plays at 4k to stadia that does 1080p to 4k like it's not going to look nearly as good um Again, I really feel like I really feel like the launch lineup fucked them. You know, I, I, like they had twenty get. And actually, it was really shitty. I don't even know if you saw this, Michael. Last week, after we finished the podcast, literally like hours after, they're like, "Hey, we're adding twelve more games to Stadia to come out at launch." Oh yeah, what were they? Yeah, I'm not shitting you. I don't remember all of them. One of them was Football Manager 2020. <laughs> You're telling me that's not a console seller right there? <laughs> You're not going out of your way to pick up Google Stadia to play yeah. me some Football Manager 2020? Because yes, I want to sit there and play a game for hours on just you, buying you and selling players. Bill Belichick, dude. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all set. That's the dream. I, I, I'd rather... I, I live through uh, Bill Belichick by playing this game. That's all I do. <laughs> I made me a good old Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I would rather be Tom Brady. Jesus Christ, dude. It was so terrible. I don't know. Uh, yeah, again, the, the launch lineup wasn't great. I think that fucked them. They have that one exclusive game that they made called Guilt. I heard it wasn't great. Unfortunate, because I would like to try it, but I'm not going to pay $10 a month to go try this service that's not great and apparently they got all these weird things going on right now like you can only buy games on the store on your phone even if you want to play it on your TV 
or your computer. You can't do that. Your your controller is wireless, but only if you're using a Chromecast Ultra. If you want to use your phone, you got to plug it into your phone. Ew. And I'm like, dude, can you like come out and all they had to do? And I know I'm going on tangents here. And we said this week after week ago. Just say beta. Just, it's that easy. It's, just say beta. Well, they, it's That's all it's too late now. I mean, they're they're going with it. I don't know, dude. They they fucked themselves, and I don't think yeah they did. There were people saying uh, apparently Google abandons a lot of shit. Like they'll come out with this new like idea, and then they'll be like, "Yeah, we're super committed." And then a year later, they just kind of say, "Yeah, sorry again, <laughs> we're heading out." But that's exactly apparently, what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, and that's what people are saying is gonna happen. I don't I don't think they're gonna do that until at least four or five years. I really don't because I think they got too much writing on this. I don't think coming out day one, just because it was shitty day one. I mean, look at Xbox, right? Four or five years later, it's looking like they're taking over next gen, at least to me. Well, it, but they also were established and had 100% run, agree. So I 100% agree. Like, uh, I think the thing Stadia is facing right now is that they don't have history to back them up you know right like xbox one sucked at launch but everyone's like 360 though 360 was fucking amazing and they did everything right and we all loved it and stadia doesn't have that backup to fall back on so no one really has faith in them i'm not gonna say i have faith in them but i i don't think they're i don't think they're done by any means i do think xcloud right now is the way to go. I mean, xCloud is in beta, in preview, and it's already got more games than Stadia does by over double. So, if, if I'm working for Google right now and I'm working on the Stadia project, I'm putting my two weeks in and I'm trying to get a job with Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hand it to them though. They, uh, for not really releasing games, you know, for not really being in the competition like Xbox or Sony, Microsoft or Sony, then, um, you know, they're at a good spot with it. I think that with, um, xCloud, um, you know, working into the, um, uh, cloud, I think that, you know, Google's going into a good spot, but, you know, they just don't have the gaming experience that Xbox or yeah. Sony do. Yeah. And I, I think they're working on it. Uh, like I said, that's why I think, I mean, good quality games take years to make, right? Mm-hmm. Like four to five years, I believe, is the average to put out a game. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to come out and be like, all right, sorry, yeah. I mean, they could. It's entirely possible. I don't think it's going to happen where they're going to be like, all right, all right, we're packing our bags. We fucked up. This wasn't worth doing. The, the thing is, is that I feel like they came out. They had to get in front. I don't think they wanted to, per se. I think they had to get out in this cloud streaming competition to set themselves apart and give themselves headlines. Because otherwise, if Xbox came out and said, we're doing xCloud, and then they came out after, people would be like, well, why don't we just wait for xCloud? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm already like that because I don't know. I'm just more of an Xbox fan, but I feel like if Stadia came out after Xbox announced xCloud, they, then there would be zero incentive to try to pick up Stadia. And I think that's why they tried releasing it so early, even with the lack of features that it has now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm hoping Stadia pulls through. 
I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm optimistic about it, but I'm hoping they I'm hoping they do something. Kinda yeah. rooting for the underdog, huh? Yeah, I mean, not really. No. I, I care more okay. about <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> I care a lot more about XCloud. But so that's your wonderful, glowingly great Stadia review going on right now throughout the press. And uh, next, we're going to be talking more Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I don't think I've talked about Call of Duty this much in my entire life than being on this podcast. Probably not. But they put out a patch. It was just a normal patch, I guess. They were like, hey, we fixed some bugs and such. And then like the last line of the patch notes was like, oh, yeah, guess what? We added gun game back to it. Mm. And uh, gun game's a really fun mode. I'm not playing COD yet. Jason just bought it. Yes, I did. And Michael's been playing it still. Um, now I'm really jealous cause I feel like I'm the, I'm the left out one mm-hmm. and you know, now, now I got to do stuff. So, but yeah, gun game is a really fun game mode where you start with what a pistol and then you try to get, is it one hit kills? No, it is. No. It, I, no. It's, it's, it's not like hardcore settings for some reason. I, 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 no, I don't think that there's a, a, uh, map that you can look at in that sense. You know, I don't think that it's, uh, you get like kill streaks or anything like that. But I, yeah. I know that it's not a, a one-hit kill. Right. No, I, I want to say that in the past they've done a hardcore mode for gun game where it was like that, but I don't think so. Uh, but it's so just how's normal. gun game work? So it's just a normal setup. Like um, kills are normal. Like if you're just playing regular team deathmatch or whatever, um, you start. Everybody starts off with the same gun, and everybody goes through the same gun cycles as you. When once you get a kill, so. Uh, every kill you upgrade to a new gun or the next the next gun stage you usually start off with pistols then you go shotguns then you go submachine guns uh, assault rifles light machine guns uh, snipers and then you get um like grenade launchers and rockets so and you shit. get the yeah after the snipers you get the rocket launchers and stuff and then you get like the melee weapons like a knife or um when gun game first came out black ops it was um the ballistic knife I remember that. That, that one, shit was fun. That, that, was that fun. one was pretty good. Yeah, the crossbow um, too. Yeah. Yeah. The crossbow. Oh, dude, the crossbow. What was that mode where it was just crossbow and the ballistic um, knife? Thank you. Yeah, that was a great. I loved that. Actually, you know why but, you you know why you're probably thinking there was a hardcore mo- mode for that? Because of that. No, one in the chamber. <laughs> that mode was. Oh, sick. that was good. I loved that. that Did was, they have that? Ah, uh, no. Dude, that mode was really cool. I like that it a lot. one. Was a lot of fun. They they did bring those modes back to Black Ops Four. Yeah, I could see them they, doing it tomorrow. But they Warfare. they kind of did it like a um, kind of like a limited time thing. But it was weird, right? Um, uh, but one of the you excited for Gun Game? So, I'm so excited. I didn't even know they did that, and I'm so ready to finish up this podcast so I can go play it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly my thought. I bought it right before the podcast and it finished downloading. And I'm like, as soon as this podcast is done, I'm going straight to Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. You guys suck. I want to play, man. Hey, you, suck. you know what? You. What? Buy You're buying it for me? Oh, <laughs> wow, Michael. That's a great idea. You should I mean, wow. y'all heard it here first. Next story. Uh, we got Saints <laughs> Row to be revealed in 2020. So CEO of... I'm losing the name of where the CEO is. I don't know. He's a CEO of somewhere. Uh, his name is Clemens Kundratitz. That's a name. Feels bad, dude. I don't know who the hell. 
I would change my last name with Kundra Tits, but <laughs> I, Mr. I Mr. fact that you're like butchering that name so hard, yeah. but it's so it's funny. K K U N D R A T I T Z. What else would it be? It be some uh, pronunciation from a, a, you know, somewhere else. That, uh... he's, from a, he's from a different country. It's definitely not pronounced like that, for sure. <laughs> so, Mr. Kundratis says, Saints Row is very close to our hearts. We'll talk about it next year. For the time being, we just wanted to get the word out that it's coming, and it's going to be great. Oh, and he's from Conch Media. So... I, God, it's not that funny, Michael. I'm still, still, still thinking of his name. <laughs> oh, this video is gonna get so hated. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? You said, we, say, you I, said we just got some UK viewers, or about to lose them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably that's probably true. And that's I, true, I am but... so sorry. I apologize. What do you guys think about a new Saints Row? Um, I love the Saints Row series. I remember the first one I played was Saints Row 2, then Saints Row 3 came out, 4. You know, um, they were really good. Uh, that kind of sounds like to me, though, a similar thing that they did with Elder Scrolls, where they're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's yeah. here, but it's going to happen. We don't, like, Eight yeah, we're not going to tell you anything about it, but it, it's going to come. So that's, that's yeah. what it sounds like. So who knows when it's going to be released? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael, what do you think about Saints Row? I mean, I only played Saints Row 4, and I didn't even beat the game. It was... But it's so good. I, I, it was... it was For me, it You whack all... people in the head with a purple dildo. <laughs> you know what? What, what? what is better than that? I don't know. I It was hilarious. It, it was entertaining, but I felt like it was just a... I don't know. You're probably going to hate me, but I felt like it was just a bootleg version of GTA. What? I, I agree with you on Saints Row One and Two. However, when you go to three and four, I don't see that. Their 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 writing is so much different, and it's so much stupider, but in a great way. Where it's just so <laughs> over the top. Where it got you, you to play. It got you to use a word like stupider. That's not even a that's word. That's right. <laughs> you you play as the president of the United States, and you're able to fly. Come on now. How do you hate that? <laughs> I played like the first, and you're fighting aliens. I went through like the first few missions, and I got teleported to this like nuke town setup where I'm getting chased by. I don't even know what I was getting chased by. I don't remember aliens. I think, but I was like, this is weird. Michael with the fucking hot take of the century, dude. I (laughs) I don't know if I can forgive you for this. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I didn't mean to take a shit on your guys' game. Um, I think Jason just came here because now we can kick someone out. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. This is the plan all along. <laughs> just doing a little bit of recruitment, you know? Um, all right. I'm excited for Saints Row. I love Saints Row. Saints Row 1 and 2. I do agree with Saints Row 1 and 2 on that, Michael, that those were almost carbon copies of a GTA. And I was like, all right, well, this kind of sucks. But then they came out with Saints Row 3, and I'm like, this is fucking great. And there's that one song from the trailer in Saints Row 3. I don't remember the song name, but I remember it playing constantly. And any time I think of that song, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, Saints Row. Great mm. game. But <laughs> I like Saints Row. I'm excited. I think it'll, like they said, they'll they'll say it's announced. They're saying they're going to announce more about the game next year, which is weird. It's an announcement of an announcement. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, 
I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Let's hold a but, let's hold a press conference for the press conference that we're gonna have to have right. about this press conference on this person. Exactly. Okay. okay. What what's wrong about that? All right. A lot of moving uh, around. Like, <laughs> guess what, all you Half Life people? Half Life Three is coming out. Kind of, sort of. Not really. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. It's a, a new Half Life game coming out in VR. They announced it's coming out March 2020, which is a lot sooner than I thought it would be. I'll be honest. That's like pretty close. That's like, what, five months, four months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, it's apparently set between Half-Life 1 and 2. You'll play as Alex, and you'll be wielding a way to manipulate gravity once more with the gravity gloves. And uh, I don't think any of us have any love or care for Half-Life, and I'm sorry to everyone out there that's yelling at their radio or their podcast <laughs> services at us right now. Hey, I think we're all unironically too young for this game. Yeah. If it makes it any better, though, I heard that Half-Life 1 and Half-Life 2 were very good games. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think any of us have ever played them, but nope, they nope. are supposedly very good. Do we have any intent to play them? Probably not. No. Maybe when Half-Life no. 3 comes out, I'll play Half-Life yeah. 3. But for right now, um, I'm not intending on playing the, the first two. Oh, man. Feels bad, dude. I feel like we should be talking about this more, but I've got nothing else to say well, other than this is 15 years after Half-Life 2. From looking at the pictures that they've posted about this game. That's true. It yeah. looks amazing if that's how it's going to yeah. look when you're playing. It looks incredible. The graphics yeah. look just so real. And being in VR, it's going to feel like you're there, and it's going to feel incredible. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to be really excited about this, but they're probably going to be a little upset that they have to go get a VR headset to play. Yeah. I think it's cool that they're, they came out and said that this isn't just going to be like every other VR thing, and obviously anyone can say that, but they're like, this isn't going to be like a tech demo like most VR games are, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, There's a bunch of VR games that are like 30 minutes long, and that's yep. it. And I think they came out and said that this is like twelve to fifteen hours. So like, it's a average, it's a game. Average game, yeah. yeah. It, it's a game, and it is in VR. And honestly, I don't know if that's going to be to its benefit or detriment because I feel like who wants to really stay in VR for fifteen hours? I was you know, just gonna oh, say how how much of a toll is it going to take on your. I mean, I struggle taking out my rift you're like, because I don't want to put my table down. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you're, after all that, all those hours playing that game, your equilibrium is probably going to be way off because now you're going to take it off and be like, uh, yeah, I guess you don't have yeah. to play it in 15, you know, for the you whole to, 15 yeah. hours. But yeah, I no, get, I get the idea though. You know, when a new game comes out you kind of want to just play it for as long as you can. And you know, it might be a little tough with the VR part of it. I just feel like even if you have a little motion sickness, you know, that, even being in there for like an hour or two would be, I don't even think I've stayed in VR longer than maybe an hour. Right. I don't know. I mean, I love VR. Don't get me wrong. And I don't get motion sick easily. I only get motion sick when they do that. Instead of the teleport thing, you walk. Yeah, me too. Like, and you're standing still. I'm like, I can't do yeah, that. It's, it's I'll, I'll fucking vomit. Yep. But I don't know. I, I'm excited to see this. I don't think I'll buy it. Maybe if it goes on sale. Cause I mean, like Michael said, it does look gorgeous. <laughs> And if it looks half as gorgeous as that in VR, um, I'll definitely pick it up. 
And also, they keep saying that you have to use the Valve VR thing. I think it's called the Valve Index. I don't remember exactly. They've got some VR, but you can always use your Oculus Rift to you know play through Steam, so you can do that. Also, the Oculus Quest, this is kind of a side tangent, just came out with that thing where you can plug a cord into it into your computer, and you can use your Quest on PC now too, hmm. which is sick. Huh. I want a Quest so bad. It's so cool. An Oculus Quest is where you can have the VR headset, literally no cords or anything. You can bring it anywhere, and you can just play it wherever the fuck you want. And I'm like, I want really? this. Really? Yeah. Apparently, it's actually better than the CV1 of Oculus Rift, like the version one of yep. it. Like, it's even with it being totally wireless, uh-huh. its performance is, like, ultimately better. The only thing it misses, I think, is it's not 90 hertz, it's... 72 hertz i think and that's it so and i'm like i want it how do you play game is it linked to your um well you you've got an oculus account and you do all that shit on your phone and then games load on like it's all an internal thing on the headset so like the storage in the headset um and yeah you just play games through your headset you don't plugging it you don't plug it into anything i think it's like 400 bucks but that's how much the oculus rift one was Mm -hmm. and you also don't need cameras it's all built-in cameras so literally like i said you could go outside and just play fucking beat saber if you wanted to (laughs) but by the way there is a hilarious commercial uh that involves that game and it's hilarious so so this kid's playing uh beat saber and this guy walks over he goes he goes what are you doing here the guy playing the game, and this guy goes, "I'm reality," and he's like, "I'm quite the laser wizard myself," and pulls out pulls out like a laser pointer. Yeah. And at the end of the commercial, one of those bricks comes by and just takes him out of the screen. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty great. But there's your Half Life Three sorta coming out. It's gonna happen <laughs> in March of next year. And finally, for the news, we've got all the game awards nominees coming in hot and let's start with game of the year and then i'm gonna go on a very long tangent i'm sure all right game of the year nominees are controlled by remedy games fucking fantastic game i love it so much death stranding by kojima productions jason's playing Mm -hmm. it he likes it i think actually i guess we'll see we'll see he's gonna talk about it soon uh super smash bros ultimate from uh, nintendo which came out last year in december so fun resident evil 2 remake by capcom uh sekiro shadows die twice and the outer worlds where the fuck is star wars <laughs> i don't know like the so I literally never I played did, any I, of those games except for super smash bros i did some digging and i'm i'm very upset so how, how the game awards works is they do a full 365 day schedule Except for it's from November 15th to November 15th. That makes sense. So they can do the actual award show in December. Mm -hmm. So games that came out from November 15th last year to November 15th this year uh, are eligible for the game awards. However, Jedi Fallen Order came out on November 15th. So it's technically eligible but because reviewers didn't get their review codes early enough, they didn't feel comfortable putting it in 
the game awards. So basically how it works is so they're gonna they have a next year. Correct. Which sucks because who the hell is going to nominate a year old game, you know? So how it works is they've got a full set of, they've got panels of people like, you know, professional video game press mm-hmm. that put in their own nominations for the game of the year of whichever year it is. And whoever gets the most out of the top five, I believe six, six, whoever gets the most votes, uh, the top six will be picked for game of the year or, you know, nominee is for game of the year, but because reviewers didn't get their Jedi fallen order codes prior to release early enough, none of them felt comfortable enough to want to nominate it as game of the year because they didn't have enough time to play it. So even though it was eligible to be in this year, it's not because no one voted for it prior and it sucks. I'm pissed. That is by far the best game of this year. I haven't played most of those games at to any length. Like I haven't played death stranding, so I, I can't judge. And I've only played a couple hours of Outer Worlds. I've never played Sekiro. RE2, I played enough of that I think I can judge it. And Control, I love. But in Smash Bros. Smash Bros. isn't game of the year. Okay, I'm sorry. You can love Smash Bros., but like it's a fucking fighting game where you play with your friends, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not game of the year caliber. It's, Get mad at only, me, Nintendo fans. It's only in there because Star Wars isn't. It Honestly, I think you're right. I really do. Because Jedi Fallen Order was phenomenal and i don't know how many people played it it only came out last week and i know i went fucking crazy and beat it in one weekend and i this entire week i shit you not i've been thinking i really want to play it more i want to play it again i might go back to it do a harder difficulty and i'm not that person i don't do that shit um but i just want more it's so much fun and the story was incredible Oh, it, the gameplay was phenomenal. I was just looking at the the, the all the nomination things. Best narrative. It's not going to be in that either. <laughs> it's not in any of them. No, I know. It's not in any of them, and I don't. I, I get it, but like, if you're going to do an awards show, how about do a game a game awards show where you can you know actually do when you have a thing called game of the year, you should be able to put any games from. January 1st to December 31st, you know, do the award show in February or January. Right. Like I get, you don't want to do it during Christmas. Cause you know, obviously and you don't want to do it during new year's. Cause obviously do it like January 31st or something that way. The 2019 game of the year can be games that come out in 2019. <laughs> no one's going to come out and say, Hey guys, remember how good Jedi fallen order was a year ago? And then they're going to be putting it up against Cyberpunk next year, Watch Dogs Legion. Anything else uh, that comes out that Xbox is cooking up right now? I mean, Halo Infinite is going to be on there for sure. Well, I don't know if it'll be on there for sure. I hope it is because I love Halo. Well, we'll have but, to see. Half, but, Half-Life 3, I believe. You know, Half-Life 3, it could happen. Could happen. But I don't know, dude. I don't know. What do you guys think? I just went on a tangent. I, I, I agree with you. I feel like that's a little... Like... Am I being too critical? I mean, I didn't get to play the game, but I still agree that it's kind of a messed up situation that they put that that game in because that takes away from all the hard work those people put into that game, and now 
they have to wait a whole another year to be part of the, you know, the game of the year and all these nominations just because they didn't get their codes in time. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. I think it is a little weird that they do it like that, where it's not from the first of the year to the first of the year. Um, yeah. yeah. Because you're, you're right about it where it came out in 2019, but yeah, it's only going to be part of the 2020 uh, awards. Yeah. Um, and it might not even be a part of it. That's well, the yeah, thing. But if people don't nominate it, then true. it's not going to be But there. it's only eligible. Um, right. So uh, when did... um, What month of the year did... um Smash? No. Um, God of War come out last year. when It, it came out very early, like March or uh, February Mar- or April. Somewhere around there. Okay. Totally deserved game of the year for the record. That one, that game did, yeah, for sure. But I was just saying because if it came out around the same time, you know, that this Star Wars. I think this is just a really unfortunate circumstance that this happened. I feel just more for the people who put all the work into making the game, and it kind of gets, you know, the short end of the stick just because they didn't get to review it in time. Yeah, so I don't know. It sucks. It sucks, but that's game of the year. They got there's a bunch of other sections. We'll go through a couple of them briefly. Best narrative: A Plague Tale: Innocence. I've never played it. I've heard of it. I heard it was good. Control: Death Stranding. Disco Elysium. I've heard of that. I don't know what it is though. The Outer Worlds. We got best art direction: Control, Death Stranding, Grease, Sayonara, Sayonara, Wild Hearts, Secure, Shadows Head Twice, Link's Awakening. Uh, best score music, dude. Another one, Jedi would have been in there. Um, Codens of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry Five. Does Death Stranding really have great music? <laughs> uh, I honestly don't know because I haven't yeah. played it. But like, that doesn't seem like a game that I'd be like, man, this music's phenomenal. See, I I can see how it's in all of these different categories, but uh, I don't know. I mean, should it be? Eh, maybe, maybe yeah. not. Uh, it does have pretty good music, though. You know, it's um, literally in every single one. Yeah, exactly. It, like it, it's except for um, games for impact. That's like the only one that's not in. In best yeah. on- ongoing games. I also think Gears Five, unironically, got kind of fucked out of Game of the Year too. Like I, I, I know that's weird to say because Gears Five just probably seems like more Gears, mm-hmm. but Gears 5's campaign was like actually pretty exceptional. And they did something completely different with the campaign and like made the gameplay actually different to like introduce almost like an open world kind of aspect to it. Uh-huh. And it was really, it was really sick. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend people play that. Um, best ongoing games, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, Rainbow Six Siege. Honestly, I don't even like Fortnite, but they deserve to win that, especially with that black hole event they did earlier in the year. Because that got every single person talking about Fortnite, even someone like me who doesn't give a flying dick about it. Um, There's a bunch of categories. I think I'm going to, as long as my school doesn't conflict with it, I'm going to do a Game Awards Live React on Twitch.tv slash DaVinster. And maybe these two will stop by. Who knows? If we have more Um, time, um, I was going to say we should go through these categories and just pick which one we think would win. But... I think that would take a lot of time. It would take a lot of time. And also, I don't think most of us or any of us, not even most of us know most of the games, you know, mm-hmm. like I know, I know of a lot of yeah. these games, but I haven't played them enough to be able to 
fairly say this should win. Like best uh, esports game, that's gonna be Overwatch. Esports, yeah, probably because it's it's League of Legends, Fortnite, uh, DOTA two, and Counter Strike Global. Yeah, Overwatch I feel has that. Just They're all great. Going by what we know anyway, just taking a guess. Uh, best multiplayer game: Apex Legends, Borderlands Three, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, uh, Tetris Nine Nine One. <laughs> Tetris Ninety Nine. Okay, it's a good game from what I've heard. Anyway, on Switch. Um, Tom Clancy: The Divisions Two. Um, Tom Clancy's Division Two was pretty good, but I don't think it's gonna. Which one is this? Best, best multiplayer, multiplayer game? Yeah. I would say probably Borderlands Three is gonna get that. Really? No multiplayer game? I didn't even know it was a yeah. multiplayer game. I'm thinking it's a big co-op game, and I think people love playing that game in co-op. I think I don't think Call of Duty is gonna win just because of the amount of bugs that they had going in, or not that there are major bugs, but just because they had them, it's probably not gonna have. It's not gonna do very well. I think it's probably gonna come down between. Apex Legends and probably Borderlands Three, if that's the case. Yeah, I think it might be Apex, but uh, I mean, not, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I know that it was very popular, especially too because it's a free game. I feel like free yeah. games do exceptionally well just because no one really needs to pay money for them. Right. So, what do you get? All right, let, let's do this. What do you guys think the winner of the game of the year will be this year? So, there's Control, Death Stranding, Smash Bros. Ultimate, Resident Evil Two. Secure Shadows Die Twice or The Outer Worlds? Um, it's probably going to come between Death Stranding and The Outer Worlds, I feel, just because of the amount of um, focus and press that Death Stranding got. And, yeah, um, I mean, The Outer Worlds, I didn't really... I really don't know much about it, but I feel like just going into it, I feel like those are going to be the two that are going to be at the top. Yeah, um... To be honest, I haven't really looked into Control or The Outer Worlds, um, but I'm familiar with the other four, uh, Death Stranding, Super Smash, Resident Evil, and um, Sekiro. Um, I do like all of those, but I feel like it it is probably going to be between Death Stranding and um, at least one other game here. Uh, Death Stranding uh, was received pretty well, and I think it's pretty fun. Yeah. I adore Control, but it came out so earlier in the year, so early in the year, and uh, don't you fucking smirk at me. (laughs) Uh, It came out so early in the year, and I don't think it got nearly enough publicity as it needed to. Like like you just said, you've never even heard of Control, and that's because they didn't market it well at all. The only reason I knew about it is because of me listening to other video game podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it is on um, for me I would pick Control to be my game of the year out of this list. But I I'm going to go with Death Stranding is going to win because of how much publicity it got, how much people the clamoring for this game for literally years of all these dumbass trailers coming out with Norman Reedus and his BB and now he pisses on something yeah. and the mushroom grows and like get the fuck dude it's just so weird and it's a really cool conversation piece that I think it's gonna win game of the year just for the amount of publicity that that one game got that yeah. causes us not to even know what or anyway for me I mean I know Resident Evil 2 I know Super Smash um, I know of Death Stranding I didn't even play the game because of all the yeah. stuff uh, Sekiro I have no idea I've heard of Outer Worlds and Control I haven't even heard of. But 
just because of the publicity that this one game got to cause everybody to focus on it is just yeah. the whole reason why it's probably going to win. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do one more thing. What are your guys' personal game of the year, whether it came out this year or not? So, like, even if it didn't come out this year, what game this year have you played that you're like, this game's fucking amazing, and I would, you mm-hmm. know, it's game, of, it's game of my year. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jedi Fallen Order. And I'm not saying this because I'm salty as fuck about them doing it, <laughs> but I legit do think it was my favorite game of the year. Going from, I mean, it, it's, not only is it, like, a perfect Star Wars story, but it it makes you feel... It honestly stands up against the movies, and I'm not even just saying that. Like, I legitimately feel like I could interchangeably be like, yeah, uh, friggin', I already forgot his name because I'm bad at names, but the main character, Jedi Fallen Order, like, his his character arc throughout the entire game is phenomenal. The gameplay is great. The music, like I said, if anything stood out to me the most was the music in the game. It sounded like a Star Wars movie. Not even a game. Um, like I said, there were some things that were bad about it, but not enough that I would, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would fault it for having. Um, game of the year for me. I have, I'm not even sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of when the games come out, and then I lose track of time and when they actually came out. Well, like I said, it doesn't matter when it comes out. Just pick one game this that you played this year. Even if it came out years ago, that I played this year, that I would, that you loved the most this year, is it COD? <laughs> uh, no. Here, I might. I, 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 uh, I guess Spider Man. I'd have to say, so good, dude. Spider Man was really, really good. good. Yeah, that game was fucking phenomenal. I loved it. Fighting it style was, so was really good. Everything about it was really good. It was a great game. Jason, um, I'm picking mine probably based off of just how much I played it and how much I enjoyed it. Um, probably Dead by Daylight for me. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, was it the best? I mean, you know, I guess it doesn't really have a story, or was it perfectly balanced game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, balance wise, uh, you know, um, uh, structure wise, you know, it might not have been the best, but. I can tell you, and I know that you can probably attest to this as well, Vinny, is that, you know, oh, for we sure. play it daily. You know, it, it's yeah. one of those things that we just keep going back to. And uh, so that, to me, is what makes it the game of the year for me, is just how much we've been playing it. No matter what uh, bugs or updates or balance issues it has, you know, we still keep going back to it. I agree. Dead by daily, you know? Yes, yeah. <laughs> playing it dead by daily. <laughs> Yep, I, I hate it so much. <laughs> Anyways, that's the news for this week. That was a lot of news. Honestly, not not a lot of big news, but I think that's just kind of the effect of, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up and who the fuck wants to do video game news during Thanksgiving, you know? So, but we're here to give it to you. Uh, so make sure you go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the VIP Gaming Podcast. We need you all. We, we, we need questions every single week like we have this week. But before we get to those, we're going to talk about games we've been playing. Michael, what have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of Need for Speed Heat lately. You, you're still liking it? I still love the game. It's pretty good. Story's picking up pretty well. So um, I'm excited to keep seeing you know what happens. There's one part in the there's one part that's pretty funny. We go and spy on this cop that's the main like villain, 
And yeah. um, as we're spying on him, the my partner goes and goes over to his car and keys like a smiley face in nice. the door, but makes it with like pig ears. Nice. <laughs> it's nice. pretty funny. <laughs> He's a, I get it because he's a pig. He's I get top, it. Yeah. Travis is gonna be pissed, dude. Turn down for what's gonna be mad at you now. Why? He, he he's a he's a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> and now you just called him a pig. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Uh, Anyways, so is there anything like new in the game that you didn't talk about last week that mm-hmm. you can now? If not, it's cool. I mean, but, like, what is I there anything what I, different you're doing? I mean, what I didn't talk about that I that I started doing recently is that um, they put up this stuff around. They put up these things around the, um, you know, just around that you can just go and collect. Like, uh, there's different. Um, what do you want to call them? Deca- decals that you can find on walls, and if you find them, you hit like right bumper, and it goes into like this folder, and you can use them, and put them on your car and stuff. Yeah. Um, you have these pink flamingos that you can go and destroy and if you destroy all of them it rewards you with a car um how many flamingos have you brutally slaughtered <laughs> probably six <laughs> i've only done six <laughs> i don't know how many there are i'm trying to figure it out trying to find them all uh, yeah. because it gives you a really nice car um and billboards you can smash billboards um they have jump distance things um like jump records you just gotta set get three stars yeah. uh drift state like drifting um same thing for the billboards like in jumps you could just go and get as much points as you can going through um this drift line and um get points and money that way i've been playing a lot of the at night at night's pretty hard because every race you do there's like a cop that shows up yeah and your car takes damage and if obviously you total your car you're done for the night but if you drive through gas stations your car gets fixed and you can only drive through them three times mm-hmm. and then once you drive through them three times you kind of shit out of luck but some something about you saying after you total your car you're done for the night like eh, oh well i i i total my car but you know we'll we'll come back tomorrow night you know I, uh, yeah i mean i haven't totaled my car yet so i don't know what happens after <laughs> your car gets totaled i i imagine that you just get your car back and that you get caught and whatever yeah but i haven't well i'm happy you're still liking it yeah, it's still a pretty entertaining game. So the thing, it's getting it got really good reviews too. Like you got like an eight point eight from like a bunch of places that I saw. You know, and like interesting, it came out before November fifteenth, but it's not in any of the um, game. That's because it's a racing game. I yeah. know, but it's a racing, it's a racing game. I'm just saying. Anyway, no one likes racing games except for you, and I, I respect that you do. But not many people yeah, do. It's a very uh, specific category. Anyway. Although I, they do have a best racing games category. I know. But maybe not. They do. Best sport. Oh, is it not in there? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's not oh. in there. That is weird. But um, is weird. anyway, it's still fun. Um, I like it a lot. What I've done recently, though, is that there's a race. There was a race recently that I had that was $30,000 if I won first place. I, yeah. I beat it. 
and after I was done, I hovered over it again, and it still said that I could win another 30, so I just stood there. <laughs> I just farmed it until yeah. it was worth anything. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I just So you just got, like, infinite money? Pretty pretty much. I just kind of farmed <laughs> it for a little bit before it started going down. Like, you could do two races, and it was, like, $30,000, and then after that, it's, like, twenty four, and it's still worth doing because it's such That's an easy funny. race. So yeah. I did it until it was worth like seven thousand dollars. So I was like, "All right, that's that's it for me. I'm, that's, it's not worth it for me anymore." That's funny. All right, Jason, what have you been playing? And not even just this week. You got like months of time to talk about. Yeah, yeah. very true. Um, I guess pretty recently, uh, I've been playing Death Stranding. Um, I've been playing Luigi's Mansion Three, Ooh. and Ooh. also Dead by Daylight Classic. You know, daily, nice. daily, daily. Um. Death Stranding has been very good. Uh, How many hours are you into it? I'm gonna have a lot yeah. of questions here because I'm yeah, it's fine. It's probably about f- I'm probably about four or five hours into it. You know, I mean, I w- okay. I wish I had more, but you know, life. Yeah, that's, that is that's life. life. Yeah, um, it's it's a good game. The way I kind of gathered from it is, you know, you're kind of just a glorified mailman. Pretty much if you leave any town, there's very, very big risks that uh, kind of, you know, um, the main character, uh, he's kind of the only one that can handle it. So yeah. you're pretty much just delivering different packages, you know, like um, medicine and important devices, right. you know, like that to different locations. Um, it's not it's good. Uh, you know, sometimes when you're walking through the terrain, there's music that comes on, which I actually noticed was pretty good, which is why when yeah. you asked me about the music, I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. You know. well, so, like, you're a glorified mailman. Yep. Right? Yep. What, <laughs> what else is there? I don't know if there is anything else. I don't get it. Like, you're, you're so you're bringing supplies from place to place. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point other than being like, I'm your friendly neighborhood mailman? <laughs> um, the idea is that this takes place in, I don't know what time, I'm assuming at some point in the future, but it takes place in, in the US, um, North America. And the idea is that you're trying to connect, like, all the communities in the US. So you're starting off in Northeast, and you're trying to travel all across the United States. Um, connecting all the different communities. And obviously there's going to be challenges. I haven't gotten too far into it, so I don't know exactly what comes up, um, you know, with doing that. Right. But that's the idea behind it. And, you know. What's the point of your BB? Oh, okay. Yeah. Why do you have a baby strapped to your fucking chest and then it cries and then you rock it to sleep with your DualShock yep, controller? Yep. So the idea behind that is the enemies in the game are kind of like spiritual in their nature so you can't really see them but they're there and you're the main character can sense them but he can't actually see them and so what a bb is is it is a is a it's a baby that it has it stands for something i don't remember what it was but it comes from a mother that passed away and you have it in that container to kind of simulate what the what the mother uh the mother's womb is and what it does is because that mother's dead 
Because stop laughing at this. <laughs> How much crack did Kojima it, take it's, it's before thing. making this goddamn? It's a game? wild thing. So what the what it does is it connects the baby to the spirit kind of enemies because they're kind of death, and so that's why. So what will happen is when you're close to an enemy, it will cry and then it will point a radar pretty much towards the enemy's location yeah, the... yeah it will do that so that you know you can you can know where the enemy is um so that's the whole entire point behind the bb um yeah, uh, it's it's interesting you know i obviously am not going to tell the listeners everything yeah. um yeah. and especially too i feel like if i tried to tell them all the backstory just it, it just would be so confusing at that point that it just wouldn't be worth it um so it's definitely something is it, is it something that you want to keep playing yeah yeah uh yeah. the only thing i have to say that i don't like about it is kind of the way that it's played through traveling so you know i said that you're kind of a glorified mailman so you're obviously traveling from point to point and the less or more um items that you have on you the harder or easier it is to stay afoot so you know you'll lose your balance because you have so many packages right, on your yeah. back and what i find a lot of the time is i'm pretty much just walking to a destination and my guy will start leaning right and then i have to hold the button to bring him back and then he'll start going the other way and then i'll have to hold the button to bring that him back it's, that's the only thing that i kind of don't like about it but i think that um I'm getting to a point now where traveling is going to be a little bit easier. Uh, so I don't mm-hmm. think I'll have to do that as much, but for the first couple hours, it's definitely a tedious thing. Hmm. Is traversing the world fun? Cause I feel like and I'm not talking about like control wise. I mean, like is the world itself environmentally like, I don't know, good looking, I guess. Cause I feel like when I saw trailers, it was just kind of like a gray world. That's just kind of like, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. You, They give you different tools like ladders and um, climbing ropes that you can use. And what I think is kind of cool too is that... Sounds like wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it, it links up uh, with online players, what they've put down and installed, I guess you could say, in the world. And so you can use that. You can use what other people have put down. Oh, that's actually pretty Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it's just kind of a gray world very similar yeah. to rain you come up you come towards enemies sometimes and the rain i guess kind of decays and makes things age very quickly um hmm. so it, it gives you challenges but for the most part it's just kind of uh the similar terrain and don't spoil anything but what do you like the story so far i know you're only five hours in but yeah <laughs> is the story <laughs> enjoyable um it's enjoyable a lot to understand especially at the beginning but it's enjoyable yeah. All right, it's good to know. Mm-hmm. All right, Luigi's Mansion. Oh yes, um, Luigi's Mansion, very good. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you're in the mansion and there's different. There's twelve floors, I think, with two basements, and the idea is that each ghost is holding on to the um, the elevator button. So yeah. you have to get those from each of the different ghosts. Uh, it's definitely a good game. What I found is that it's a puzzle game that as the more you try and solve the puzzle the easier it gets which i think is really Mm -hmm. good but at the beginning you might not know exactly what to do it's not an obvious puzzle game but it gives you enough where you're not going to be stuck in the same spot forever which i think is a very good design point of the game 
and it keeps people. How playing. is Gooigi? Gooigi, <laughs> very, very funny. Uh, <laughs> especially when they run, you know, when it runs, yeah. it kind of like tilts him back, and he makes this really funny noise. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's good. And then he, he him, obviously, um, uh, kind of squeezing into different spots is funny. Yeah. Uh, but you know, game now. I you know it's good. Uh, I think that just with that. Um, they have different, you can, um, either, uh, suck things in with the vacuum or you could, you know, blow things out. So yeah. uh, like, uh, the first game. Um, so, uh, I think so you've played all the other ones, right? I played the first one. The second one, I believe was on something like DS. Yes. Yep. So yeah. I didn't play that one, but the first, how does this compare to the first one? Uh, it's hard because the first one, you know, the original, it's never going to be yeah. the same as the original, but I think it's a, yeah. a good sequel. I think it really gives yeah. the first one some justice. Right. Anything else? Um, you know, just DBD, you know, right. DBD. And you, we'll, we'll yeah, talk I was going to say, you, you talk about it. Me. You, t- you talk about it enough. So first we're going to talk for me with the new sea of thieves update, the sea bound soul. Yeah. And you've written a lot about it. So, well, most of that's DVD, but I don't even know if I'll talk about most of that. But Sea of Thieves is fucking phenomenal. They added a new Tall Tale, which are those like story-like missions that you do, and it was fucking amazing. I did it on stream, and the entire VOD is there. So if you don't play Sea of Thieves, go watch it. But if you do play Sea of Thieves, definitely play it because it's phenomenal. It ended with a pretty big cliffhanger, and I'm excited for the new Tall Tale to come out. Um it was really cool. I did it with Dylan. Dylan and I played Sea of Thieves like all fucking weekend, like hours upon hours of Sea of Thieves this weekend. Um, this entire new update, they added a whole lot of shit. They added fucking fire bombs, which is badass. You got these fire bombs, which not only can you throw them, you can also shoot them out of your cannons. So you can shoot it at another ship and it'll just start burning down. Uh, you got to put it out with water, obviously. And they put like this little like water tap thing on your ship. Uh, which is really cool. So you don't need to like, you know, jump off your ship, grab water and then bring it back on. You don't need to do that. You can pump water into this barrel on your ship. Oh, um, that's sick. Like the, yeah. Okay. Yep. It's really cool. Uh, so yeah, the, the fire bombs are really fun. They make playing solo a lot easier too, because I play solo a lot. And especially when you're facing like skeletons and especially gold skeletons, mm-hmm. it's a pain in the ass to do by yourself. But if you throw these fire bombs on them, they die in like one or two fire bombs. Um, they also spread upon people. So like if a skelly that's on fire, gets too close to you, you'll be on fire and you can actually, if you have a bucket of water, you can throw it on yourself yeah. now, which is cool to put yourself out. Um, they added these new missions for this event for this month. Uh, I don't remember what they called them, but you basically do these missions where you go hunt out this skeleton. He will be like, dude, I'm protecting this chest. Don't fucking do it, dude. And I'm like, dude, I need that chest. I need all the booty. You know what I mean? So I, I kill him. He, he, he drops a map of where the chest will be. And then you, you go there, you go to the island that it's at, you dig it up. A bunch of more fuckers will come out and attack you. You got this chest, but then you got to also get a key for it. And you do a similar type of thing for it where you go hunt out another skeleton. It's a really fun loop. Um, they added these like new accommodations for that. They added a shit ton of new cosmetics that are really cool looking, like an inky Kraken ship set, which is really dope looking. Um, 
new to swords. They did the forsaken set, bunch of cosmetics, a bunch of shit that doesn't mean much unless you play the game, but it's really good. And I love it. And other than that, I haven't really been playing much, but I want to talk about dead by daylight real quick. They had a PTB a public test build where they go out, they test new stuff and this test, they tested out a brand new killer and a brand new survivor and all their perks and such. So the new killer is called the Oni. And do you know about this at all, Jason? Just curious. Yeah, I'm uh, the yeah. perks, not particularly, but how he works. I'm familiar yeah. with. So it's the Oni. his name is the Oni. He's apparently the spirit's dad, I believe. Um, he's got this ability where you want to injure people, obviously, but when you do that, you like these blood orbs will be left around on the map and you suck them up into your hand, I guess. I don't know. And then after you suck up enough blood orbs, you'll be able to, um, you'll be able to use your power, which gives you the ability to run super goddamn fast with a lot of maneuverability. It seems like, and also you get this one hit down like fucking Billy club that mm-hmm. you just club the shit out yep. of these survivors with. Um, he seems kind of busted. I'm not going to lie. I want to play as it. I didn't get to play the PTB cause I was at school. Um, but I feel like he looks incredibly fun to play as, but if I was playing against him, I feel like I would be miserable. I don't know that for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I want to, I want it to happen though. I want to play as him. I think they need to. I think the issue is, is that they need to turn down his maneuverability a little bit. Cause like he was able to like zigzag in between certain tiles and shit that I feel like he shouldn't be able to. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The um, streamer that I watch, he was playing him in the um, public test beta and he's actually really good. He points out a lot of things about the killer um, who is it? Just it's curious. true talent. Very yeah. good streamer. I watch his videos all the time. Uh, so one thing that he pointed out is the power to absorb the, the blood orbs. He noted that that slowed down the killer a lot. Not, not mm-hmm. you know, enough where it really, you know, you can't even use them, but it does slow him down. So it makes the chase a little bit longer. Um, so what I kind of gathered from it is that when he's not using his ability, he's a little bit tough to play. And then when you have his ability on, he's kind of just OP. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could see that. I mean, you know, I, I saw him running around objects, unlike what Billy could do. You know, Billy can pretty much right. only go in a straight line. This guy can maneuver around the whole map yeah. with his, while going very quickly. And then the one with an incident. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, the one hit, though kind of look difficult to hit but if you get yeah. used to it i feel like it's going to be a little bit easier um and i mean this was just the f- like one week of testing it and i feel like even after one week of testing it people were like already getting kind of nutty with them so yep. i don't I th- know i think we'll i think he's going to be like other killers where at first he's gonna be really hard to play against just because people don't really understand him and then yeah. after a while he'll be all right yeah Agreed. I mean, this is also a PTB, so they could always adjust shit before it officially comes yep. out. But uh, I don't want to spend too much time on the perks, but I do want to go over a couple of them. There's Blood Echo that the own is a killer perk for Oni, 
which is fucking nutty, I think. So basically, anytime a survivor stuns you, blinds you, or uses a locker, they become your obsession. And when that happens, they become oblivious. There's a status effect called oblivious, and they get that for 40 seconds. And you get to see their aura for four seconds. So the oblivious status effect is a status effect that they have no terror radius for you. So you can be like next to them. There won't be a terror radius. And also your, your red blood stain won't be there. So literally, and you get to know where they are with this ability. So you, if you get, if they stun you or flashlight stun you or any of that, you can like pretend to leave and then just come back and they won't expect it because they got no terror radius to know you're coming. I think that's kind of a fucking nutty perk. I don't know if it's going to be OP or not, but. I feel like it's going to be OP, especially with the locker. Yeah, I mean, a locker is part of the game where... Well, I think it's when you come out. I don't think it's when you're in. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, a lot of people use lockers. You know, there's a Nancy perk that lets you go in the locker and heal. Yeah, you know, I know you're familiar with it. So I think that it's going to be crazy that, you know, as soon as you come out of locker that you're going to be oblivious for 40 seconds and he sees you yeah that for yeah, that's the biggest thing, which is crazy i'm, I'm too. surprised that this isn't like uh you know you can only use it three times in the match or something like that yeah. um that's crazy to me that that's actually a perk also if you combo that with like perks like um what's that spirit one where she can just fucking insta kill you at the end of the game i don't rancor. remember rancor yeah where if you're the obsession, you can just insta-kill someone. And then if you've already killed your obsession and then someone pallet stuns you, yep. there you go. Yep. You got another obsession. Yep. So you can just insta-kill them. So it's going to be kind of crazy. And then the only survivor perk I want to go over, maybe two, is one is any means necessary, which is so probably terrible, but I want to do it so badly because it seems really fun, where uh, if, some, if, a, if you down a pallet, or if you down a pallet, if you drop a pallet, you can then pick it up if it's not broken. <laughs> you can do that every two minutes. But it, it sounds so dumb. Or honestly, at first I was like, damn, that fucking busted. But then you're like, wait, it takes three seconds to pick it up, which is quite a bit, especially if you're in a chase because you can't pick it up in a chase. And it's pretty bad because the killer can just kind of destroy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then once it's destroyed, you can't do it. And it's only usable once every two minutes. But it sounds so fucking funny that I want to do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you from watching True Talent that for the most part, any good killer is just gonna break the pallet right away. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I don't really see a use to it. It's gonna, it is probably gonna be funny though to use. It's gonna be a nice meme perk, like head on. That's why I want to do it, to be honest. And then the other perk that I think is actually kind of crazy for survivors, <clears throat> excuse me, is called Breakout. Whenever you're within six meters of a carry survivor, you gain a haste status effect, which means you just move a lot faster, 7% faster in this case. And the person that's being carried, their struggle meter will go 20% faster, which I think is kind of crazy, to be honest. Like, if you have... Say that again? That sounds wild. Like, yeah, I don't even play the game, and I feel like that's pretty... <laughs> that's pretty wild that if you, as long as you're within... Uh, what was it? Six meters of yeah. The other survivor being carried, yeah. You're giving them a twenty percent increase of speed to of struggling. Out. Yeah, and it's crazy because a lot of pe- people combo this perk with just body blocking, mm-hmm. which body blocking is taking a hit so they can hopefully wiggle out faster before they get to the hook. And even if you, 
even if they've been walking a little bit, and I feel like if you one person body blocks, they certainly will wiggle. But if two people body block, I think it's like guaranteed that they wiggle. Yeah, like every time. So I wonder if that stacks the uh, increase by twenty. I don't think it does. I, I would don't think, think it does. So. I think they tested it and they said it doesn't. If it's stacked, that'd be yeah, sixty percent. Jeez, that would be nutty. But yeah, I think it's going to be a really strong perk, and I don't think people are realizing it yet. But I think once it comes officially out, people will be like. Oh, wow, this is kind of crazy. But those are all the games we've been playing. That's it. That's done. And now we go to our questions, where we have questions this week from Turn Down for what? Nurse Shelby. In the illustrious Coleslaw Chronicles. Are you guys ready for our book report for the week? Our CC? Yeah, I'm ready. Yes. All right. Our CC, I like that. Uh, He asks us, or states to us every year, just about every publication goes on about their top five, top 10, top 50, and their coveted game of the year award. Jeff Keeley, along with many corporate sponsors puts on the video game awards, much like other big budget award shows. They break down into a lot of different subcategories, such as sound design, performance, gameplay, impact, action, sports, and the coveted game of the year. Let's take a look back at the five years of winners that got game of the year. 2014 Dragon Age Inquisition. Is Dragon Age that big? I mean, I guess people liked it. I didn't realize it was a Game of the Year contender, though. Interesting. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, 2015 Wisher 3, 2016 Overwatch, 2017 uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and 2018 God of War. With all that said, what does it mean to you for a title to be Game of the Year? What would it do for sales, and how do other nominees benefit slash suffer otherwise? Lastly, what game will get stiffed this year? I'm just going to go. Star Wars got stiffed. All right. You go. All right. What do you guys think for the rest? Um, I think uh, what it means to be a uh, title of game of the year is just pretty much as well-rounded. Um, yeah. You know, the art style, the music, the gameplay, the storyline, if there is one, I think it just all, you know, needs to be pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, uh, what, it, it would, what would it do for sales? You know, someone rolls into a store and sees that it's game of the year, they'd probably be more inclined to buy it. Right. And um, I think, you know, just for other nominees, benefits suffer, it just kind of would show that they're not as great as this game. And so, uh, yeah, you know, right. I feel like that would kind of not do well for sales. Right. It, you hit, you hit that uh, pretty well, actually. Yeah. Like you said, um, title would be the game of the year. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a well-rounded game. Um, sales, obviously, like you said, it'll boost sales for them being named Game of the Year. It's going to, you know, maybe... They're... I mean, they're going to slap that sticker on the cover that says Game of the Year 2019. Yes, absolutely. Slap right on the ass. Um, it's going <laughs> to... I mean, it's... People are going to walk into a store, see, oh, it's Game of the Year and totally bypass the game that they probably were thinking about going to get because they found that this one's game of the year. And they're like, Oh, well I got to play that yeah, and figure out why it's game of the year and jump on that bandwagon. So that's, and then say they went in for a different game. It's going to hurt those companies because they didn't win game of the year. Right. Do you, what games do you guys think got stiffed this uh, year? I'm gonna have to agree with you on the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, this game comes out the first day that the 2020 um, game of the year is going to start. 
I'm not I'm yeah. not sure if anyone's gonna really care about it by even like even you know three months. I'm not saying that's a bad game, yeah. but that just no, that's just how the cycle goes, you know. I mean a new game comes People out. Like new- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of getting you know screwed over by uh yeah. you know the the time that it came out. So Yeah. Right. They they followed the guidelines, they got it done, they got it out the day that their deadline was and um they still didn't get to be part of the game of the year because people were lazy or people messed up. And I feel like that's not their fault. So I feel like they definitely got stiffed this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does it mean to be a title, to be a game of the year for me? I, I think it sets them apart from everyone else. Mm-hmm. I think that it gives the title, like they were saying, it's a nice round, uh, perfectly rounded out game where, you know, I, I feel like it's more of, I, I would have said it's a popularity contest until last year, God of War won. And I'm not say- I just think people adored Red Dead and it had the recency bias of coming out maybe a month before the game awards. So everyone's like, fucking Red Dead, Red Dead, Red Dead, it should win. And I'm like, guys, no, God of War came out this year, man. And then God of War won. So I, I think that it really is like a, a fan favorite type of game that's made perfectly like jason said if it's got a tremendous story if it's not a tremendous story it's got to be perfect in all the other aspects like overwatch winning in 2016 like i get why that happened because overwatch was a really really solid game it wasn't launched buggy it wasn't it launched nearly perfect and yeah i think that's what it means for game of the year for me what would it do for sales obviously it's going to boost sales put that game of the year sticker on there people are going to eat that shit up. People are going to be like, all right, cool game of the year. I should play it. My argument for how do other nominees benefit slash suffer? I actually would say that they benefit, I think, because if you're putting them on the scale next to, I mean, you're still putting them in the conversation for game of the year, right? So even, even if you don't win game of the year, you can still be like, uh, obviously they're not going to put a sticker that said almost one game of the year, but (laughs) run around, but you can, yeah, you can be like, you know, one of the best games of 2019, X game, and e- even just being compared to that, like Red Dead 2 did not suffer at all because God of War won game of the year, it's you know? True. Right. Or, you know, a- any of those games. So I-, I don't think any other games, or Spider-Man, dude. Uh, fucking Joe said that in the question. I cut it out in the notes, but he was like, dude, Spider-Man got fucking robbed last year. And I'm like, it did. But that's just because God of War and Red Dead came out, and it was a shitty year for it. Like, if Spider-Man came out this year, and oh. Jedi Fallen Order doesn't get fucking <laughs> put in there, then I would definitely say, yeah, Spider-Man, hands down. Yeah, oh, yeah. Out of, out of the... To compare, put Spider-Man in the group with the games that are, coming, that are part of the game of the year this year, I feel like yeah. Spider-Man wins hands down, no problem. Yeah, but... That's what I think about Game of the Year. Like I said, I'm going to try to do a live react to it as long as school doesn't conflict. December 13th, I believe, at 8.30 p.m. at night. So that's a late one. But I'm going to try to stream it because I think that's fun to do. Uh, next question comes from Nurse Shelby. <laughs> and she asks, what character... You all right? I'm, you all I'm right laughing at her question. <laughs> what character from a game would you have lunch with? And what's one question you would like to ask them? <laughs> huh. I'm thinking. Hold on. I want to. It has oh, okay. to be a fictional. You know, it can't be a 
or it has to be a non-fictional person. Like it can't be a fake, you know. Why couldn't it? Why couldn't it be Mario? I mean, sorry, I'm I'm not gonna pick on, Mario. Sorry, I'm but a little you meant, slow I think you right meant now. Fictional. Yes, thank you. I, it can't be like you can't say like someone from WWE. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no shit. Yeah, um, sorry. I would probably have lunch with Master Chief. Master Chief. And I would be like, "How the fuck do you wear this full suit of armor every day, dude? <laughs> that shit must be heavy." Like, relax and ha- take your helmet off. I won't tell nobody. <laughs> right? I won't tell anyone what you look like. I won't take a selfie, dude. I promise. But yeah, I think I think Master Chief would be a good one. And then I would hear his voice, and I would be like, "I'm getting goosebumps just hearing you talk." Mm. And, and then we'd have some love angle or something. <laughs> we'd fall in love. I would be like, "Hey, you know Cortana's." Out, you know, <laughs> out with the old, in with the new. You know what I mean, Chief? <laughs> Put me in your head. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous. Uh, All right, wh- what are you guys thinking? Um, you know, it's actually kind of funny that you brought up Master Chief because that's one that I was also thinking looking at this <laughs> question. But um, I don't play Halo that much, so I figured I'd choose something that I play more. Um, uh, I was kind of thinking uh, Luigi. Not gonna lie, that would be pretty fun. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like I'd probably pick up a knife and he'd probably get spooked because you know he gets spooked <laughs> at everything. But uh, Mario, <laughs> yeah, he's walking around shivering. He's like, oh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, I think it would just. Uh, I would just ask him, you know, how how is uh, being one of probably the most greatest characters how's it like yeah yeah honestly how's it like to suck up uh ghosts with your vacuum (laughs) how's it like to become jelly uh you know all these questions god damn it dude all right michael who who are you going to lunch with who are you bringing out all right let me set the stage you're going out for a night (laughs) they're gonna go to applebee's because we can't afford anything more and they got the dollar margaritas so you're gonna go to applebee's and you're gonna sit down you're waiting for this secret person that's not so secret because you made the plan with them (laughs) you're sitting down for them to walk in and it is i don't know (laughs) i have no i have i have no idea so when i first read the question before you did instantly in my head came mario and i was like okay and then you said mario i was like get out of my head that was weird um I don't know, to be honest. I've, I don't know. Anyone from Need for Speed? Maybe the. I mean, it, they're just. They're just, just They're just people. <laughs> they're just people. Like, I, it's not like <laughs> it's not like meeting someone that's like uh like magical or something, you know. Um, trying to Spider Man. Fuck it, sure, Spider Man. Because <laughs> it's want winging to on Spider-Man. his web, yeah. That's right. I love Spider-Man, dude. Find out it's I, Tom Holland again. Pretty cool. Spider-Man, apparently their DLC is on sale for like 10 bucks right now, and I think I might get it because really? I love Spider-Man. But, yeah. Thank you, Shelby, for the question. I appreciate it. We're all going to have a nice lunch with Luigi, Spider-Man, and uh, who the fuck Master did I say? Chief, Master Chief. Yeah. Love me some Master Chief. How the <laughs> fuck do you fit in that armor, dude? <laughs> Anyways, turn down for what? asks the question, what are some horrible design decisions that a developer should ma- never make? That is a lot of D's in one sentence. Fucking alliteration, dude. Design decisions that develop. What are some bad decisions in a game? Um, I personally think that it is not great for a game to uh, 
start off quick and then have a very, very long grind to it. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, obviously some people are still going to play the game no matter what, but for those people that are going into it uh, that just want to kind of play a fun game, um, you know, it's not good for them. And then also I think what a bad design um, decision is, is I don't think that a player should get more. Uh, I don't think that a character should, you know, let's say get better equipment, better guns, whatever it may be, the longer that they play a game and then yeah. be able to use it against people that are playing for the first time because then i think it just really kind of turns off the people that are going into it for the first time like you know these people have been playing for a year or two and they have all this good stuff i'm never gonna get that and compete with them yeah i agree with that that's kind of why i don't play battlefront 2 when it came out or not when it came out but like afterwards because yeah. i'm like i like the idea of this game i would like to go in and play but they like have these loot boxes and they you get like these star cards and I'm like ah, these give benefits to people and I'm like I don't I don't want to do this and these guys have been playing for fucking years like you said yep. so obviously everyone's gonna be a lot better than I am because they got better equipment so I don't know mm-hmm. Michael what do you think bad decisions in gaming that shouldn't be done um I'm not sure like I mean like you guys hit pretty much what I would think would be pretty bad decisions and when you're developing a game the one i don't like and this did happen in jedi fallen order and it pissed me off was there you know how they have in games where especially in like uh third person like action games platforming games where you'll be like where do i need to go and there's a ledge and it's like you know it's got like bright yellow shit on mm-hmm. it that's like it's where you should jump yeah, you know god of war i like yeah Things like that. I like that. And Jedi Fallen Order, there's specific... I'm not going to say which part, but specifically, like, I'd say three quarters into the story, you're in this room, and you're doing, like, this... Not a maze, but you, you got to go from point A to point B in a certain manner. And there, I was literally... I shit you not, stuck in this one room for a legitimate 20, 30 minutes because I couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, I'm not going to look anything up because with my luck, something will be spoiled. And it was literally as simple as you need to jump on this ledge that looks identical to all the other ledges in the room. And I'm like, yeah. that's fucking <laughs> and that's super annoying. Like, it's not like I didn't know. It's not like I knew what to do. And then I couldn't do it. It was okay. There's a ledge there that I was supposed to jump on. that looks identical yeah. to everything else. So I just didn't do it. Not, yeah, okay. Kind of lack of guidance for the game. Yeah. Part, you know, get these. Stuck and then I, yeah. Shit like that bothers the fuck out of me. Um, so obviously games need to be balanced. Like I feel like even in games like dead by daylight, it's as balanced as it can be. And that's a, probably the hardest game to try to balance because <laughs> you're trying to make it fun for both four people and one person. And obviously there needs to be a, uh, a power differential mm-hmm. and like killer needs to be more powerful, obviously, but how much more powerful, mm-hmm. but because you still need the survivors to have fun too. Like it, you, you still need to have an overall enjoyable time in games like asymmetrical games like that. You need to, you need to be able to make it. So games are fun for everybody. And like Jason said, I agree with the games shouldn't have advantages for you being 
for you playing longer because mm-hmm. that's just not fun if you want to jump into mm-hmm. it. I think uh, a thing about the specifically Dead by Daylight, if we want to go into that, is just um, you know early on in terms of balance. Early on, the killer and um, survivor people when they first start playing, killer is going to be overpowered than the survivor. Yeah, but then the longer you play just from watching, I know that survivors are going to be overpowered towards a killer. So they kind of try and have to tweak that and balance that so that it's not making the earlier killer more powerful while making the, the, um, you know, uh, later one more powerful. They, they need to kind of tweak it so that at the beginning, the killer is a little bit less. And then the, the late, in the late game when you're really good, the killer is a little bit more powerful. Just yeah. Little... And, and I agree with that. And I think the difference between a game like, you know, battlefront two and DVD is that it's skill based, right? Where you are in DVD. It's not like you're performing better because of, I mean, there are perks in the game, but once you, once you get those and it doesn't take that long to get mm-hmm. them, it's been a very long time since I had to worry about that. But, uh, like, it's not, like, you can still play the game without, even if you have a group of four survivors that are really good in DVD, and they're all running no perks, I still think they could outbeat a killer. Yeah. If they're all, like, really uh-huh. good. Um, so, like, I don't think that sets it apart. Obviously, like you said, it starts off, you feel like you're worse than the killer, and he's OP, but... Once you, you know, become more skillful with it, you will get a lot better. I think, though, with Battlefront 2, that's a really good point that you brought up about, um, you know, having the uh, loot boxes kind of thing where, yeah. you know, you get heroes uh, the longer you play. So, yeah, good point. I, I, I hate shit like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's all the questions this week. Thank you, Travis, Shelby, and the Coleslaw Chronicle. I expect you all back next week. And we want more questions. Give us more questions. We love all your questions. Mr. CC himself. Mr. CC. That's right. I, I really like that name, Mr. CC. All right. For this week, we got cheap free games coming out. There, there aren't many big game or updates coming out, so I did cheap free games. Uh, so some cheap games. Hollow Knight on the Humble Bundle is only $7.50. Great game. I've heard it's real good. Division 2 on Xbox and PlayStation 4 is only $15. People like that a lot. Civilization 6 is on mobile for $5. I didn't know Civ 6 was on mobile, I but I guess it is. 5 bucks. I heard it's good. Kingdom Hearts 3 on Xbox and PlayStation 4 is $15 hairs. You, you going to pick it up? I might. You going to pick it up? I'm probably going to. You want to you wanna play with Woody in his Buzz Lightyear mm-hmm. outfit I, in his room? I do. In I, I would like... I, I, I want to... Oh God... Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Actually, I didn't play 2. I played 1, got really far, and then got stuck in a boss, and I'm like, I'm done. Because mm-hmm. it, it was a save point that fucked me, and then if I wanted to play, I had to load like literally hours before that save point, and I was like, I'm not Oof. doing this. I'm like, that ain't happening. But Kingdom Hearts 3 looks really pretty, and I would like to try it. Maybe $15 is enough to get me to try it. I don't know. We'll see. However, better game, God of War, $10 on PSN right now. Phenomenal price. Go figure. Pick that up if you haven't played it. Spider-Man is $15 on Amazon and in stores. 
or if you just want to buy it digitally, it's twenty dollars. Go figure. Great. Game Game of the Year is less expensive than Spider Man. Well, it came out after, significantly after too, wow. or before. I mean, God of War is the uh, Game of the Year, so yeah, it sure was. It's a really good game, yeah. but dude, people that haven't played it should go play it now because that game's phenomenal. Absolutely, and I love Jason. <laughs> uh, Big games updates coming out this week on November 29th, where the water tastes like wine on Xbox, PlayStation and switch. And that's it. Although killer queen black, a really fun game that I talked about earlier, just got full crossplay support and it's out now <laughs> and I fucking love it. So if anyone wants to play killer queen black, someone fucking play it with me. Cause I love the game. <laughs> uh, so again, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the VIP gaming podcast. Also Instagram. I posted it once for the last episode. We'll see if I keep doing that. But uh, yeah, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the VIP Gaming Podcast. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Devinster1. Or really, come hang out at twitch.tv slash Devinster. Because that's where the real fun happens. Like where I play Dead by Daylight and scream at my TV. <laughs> and then you guys laugh at me while spamming the Vinny Rage face. It's know. very entertaining, I can tell you. <laughs> it is... It is something and then when he does his torture videos you guys can donate and do a whole bunch of stuff to keep him playing for hours that's right where last last month god i can't believe i did that last month was like 14 hours and i wanted to die afterwards that was that was a time you guys have anything you want to plug um probably not right now but probably next week i will plug um you know because uh, yeah because uh, yeah uh i have not done (laughs) anything I'm not familiar with uh, my my information yet, but um, I'll plug it soon. There you go. There you go, Michael. Anything? I like that he's very confident he's going to be back next week. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> challenge. Uh, uh, I'm just kidding. Jason's going to be back. We're happy he's with us. I'm happy. Damn right. Here. Jason, thank you for hanging out. Michael, love you, brother. Not so much Jason. Just kidding, Jason. I love you. <laughs> love you too, buddy. And until next time, we will see you next week. <laughs>